there, it's Catherine. And before we start the show, I wanted to let you know that if you're listening to this the week it comes out, May 9th, 2022, I will actually be speaking on a Tiny Habits panel on healthy weight loss this Thursday, May 12th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. If you would like to register for the free event, please click the link in the show notes. Thanks, and now on with the show. And welcome to another calorically satisfying episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Michael. I am still one of your hosts. I have still lost about 145 pounds. Wow. Uh, I'm a Tiny Habits certified coach and a weight loss inspiration. And speaking of weight loss inspirations, we have with us today... Donald Weigel, here for the first time. No, as always, uh, also your host, also a weight loss inspiration, and you are my weight loss inspiration. Aw, thanks. Um, no, that actually is is a true thing. Um, Aw, thanks. Uh, but anyway. I hope uh, you sound sarcastic. Oh, great. That's I, have like- <laughs> <laughs> I don't like words of affirmation kind of freak me out please still leave us positive uh, yeah. reviews on apple podcast uh, i love words of affirmation you don't need to worry about freaking me out um i have lost about 100 pounds and we are here to talk about it but no seriously like i know we hadn't planned on saying this at the beginning but you know if it wasn't for you i don't think i would have gotten where i am right now so now you the listener get the benefit of both of us yeah thank goodness <laughs> for 20 years of enabling negative behavior for us to learn the positive side of it. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, uh, we've talked about this before. I don't think if if my diabetes diagnosis hadn't come at a time when you were already, you know, sort of walking down the right path and were able to then steer me towards the right path, I don't know where I would be right now. You know what's really funny, though? A picture came up of us from, like, the day before you got the diabetes diagnosis. We were eating big amounts of food at the time. Yeah. Uh, which is why I remember Shocking. It. <laughs> but, Shocking that we would have been eating large amounts of food. But at that time, I think I had lost, like, 15 pounds of the 100. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, Donald, as someone who has lost as many as 15 pounds, <laughs> for three months, I can tell you the right way to manage your weight. And yeah. like, it seemed like such a monumental shift at that point. I was right. like, I didn't know anything. Like, yeah. I'm really glad that I felt like an inspiration because I was uh, not long in the uh, the process at that point. But well, and I had lost about 100 pounds when we started this podcast, and I feel like I've learned oh so gosh. much over the last four years. And that such I, a novice. You know, I almost feel, I shouldn't tell people this because I want them to listen to the old episodes, but I almost feel like when I, like when we started started this podcast, I like, you know, didn't know what I was talking about in the same way I do now. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. Just, yeah, no, it's Okay, it's, this uh, has been a lot of us patting each yeah, other on like, the back right now. Yeah, we're like, oh, this right is going to be a short episode. <laughs> it's such a short episode. Um, but uh, speaking, Thank you, dear listener, for uh, bearing with us. But speaking of this, this is part two of a two-part series. Oh, yeah, uh, series. it sure is. The last one was easily called High Satiety, yes. which uh, I have a fun fact for you. I don't even know if you know this. I probably so, don't. High Satiety is the name of a a film from the 1950s uh, starring Bing Crosby. No, I and- think that was called High Society. <laughs> oh, <laughs> High Society. Okay, yes. fine. But do you know what it was a remake of? 
No. The Philadelphia Story. Was it really? Yes. Oh, wow. Which uh, was starring Catherine Hepburn. Uh, one of my favorite films ever. But uh, anyway, that was a total aside. I just wanted I to know no that. I had no idea that the Philadelphia story had been remade. Wow. Yep, it sure was. So. And it was definitely called High Society. Yes. Uh, High Society <laughs> is our episode because <laughs> it's a clever pun. Which makes it funny because yeah. I'm sure everybody is well aware of all of those movies. Yeah, so, exactly. So anyway, any hoodle. Um, <laughs> Last week, we talked about four questions you might consider asking yourself as a problem solver with a growth mindset around calorie targets. Yeah, and this started with the, you know, we get asked a lot of times about and and lived it yes. for years and years. We get asked all the time, hey, I, I set a calorie goal and I will constantly do the thing where I will either stick to it for a few days and then just go crazy or I can stick to it for the first part of the day and then at the end of the day I just binge, binge, binge and it is a recurring question that we get asked all the time and it was something that I asked myself for years and years before I figured out a better way to do this. Right. So what we're hoping to do is to give you tools that you can use to troubleshoot your own issues. And part of that is just, you know, we can prescribe uh, solutions for you. We can just pick randomly one thing. Yes, definitely never eat sweets again. But can I just do nothing? <laughs> sure. We'll talk about that later. That is <laughs> is an option that you can use. But we want to give you the tools to really look at the food choices that you're making and decide for yourself what you're willing to change because that's what sustainable weight loss and maintenance is about is really coming up with something that works for you. So the four questions we asked last week are, are you budgeting enough calories? Is this the right season for your calorie target? Are the food choices filling enough? Good question. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> as though I, that was the good. I like to think they're all good questions. Um, and then are you eating foods in the right order? Yeah. So if you would like to hear our more in-depth thoughts about those four questions, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, we are going to uh, ask ourselves and ask yourselves uh, <laughs> the following four questions. Are the foods you're eating prompting you to feel snacky? Um, that's a that's a technical scientific term, snacky. Are you getting enough protein? Are you eating foods that you like, or are you eating foods you consider to be diet foods that are unsatisfying? And then finally, what is happening emotionally when you decide that you want a snack? Yeah, those are all those are great questions. <laughs> yes, indeed, I know. Uh, I like to think that all questions are good questions, but these are especially, especially. good questions. So. The first question to ask yourself if you are having trouble sticking to your calorie goal is, are the foods you're eating prompting you to feel snacky? Yep. And we touched on this a little bit last week with eating foods in the correct order, but we like to talk about how you can include virtually any food into your uh, into your plan if you do it in the right way and you do it with moderation, but... If you're eating something that is then prompting you to then want to eat more and more and more, I have a problem with if I eat sugar early in the day, and I eat sugar, but if I eat it early in the day, it makes me just start to crave and crave and crave sugar the entire rest of the day. I'm just imagining you sitting down with a five-pounder of CNH, just like, <laughs> you know, we all eat sugar. 
Yeah, just eat right. a pound of sugar later. Yeah, in the no, day. with a with a spoon, and I go at it. So crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> but and for me, it's more about carbs. If I eat a lot of you know your bagels, your toasts, your pancakes in the morning, I wouldn't eat a <laughs> waffle if you threw it at me. Oh my uh, god! Sorry, this everybody. is just an incorrect opinion that my <laughs> wife holds about about pancakes being far superior to waffles. No, but if I eat oatmeal in the morning. Ten minutes later, I want something totally different. I want something else. It just makes me hungrier. So knowing what your prompts are matters because some people feel super satisfied with a piece of toast. For me, I do better with protein. Yeah, and you know, look, I'm I'm similar also with carbs too. Like if I, but it sort of depends on the kind of carbs. If I eat fruit in the morning, that is a filling, satisfying snack. If I, you know, eat fruit earlier in the day, but if I decide to eat something else that's sweet or like, you know, chips or, you know, uh, peanuts, something like that, that like that can really set me off. Well, and I think too, you know, we see other people doing things like pairing chips with a sandwich in the afternoon. And technically, I can fit chips into my, you know, calorie target. But they're so delicious, just as the fine Lay's company says, no one can eat just one. So I want, and when I say one, I mean one bag. I want another bag of Lay's potato chips. So knowing that it makes me snacky helps me understand that I have the ability, uh, like Donald said, eating in the right order. I save them for maybe outside the house where I only have one bag, or I save that indulgent treat for the evening just before bed. Um, I've said it before. I may, I consider myself a bag of sugar vampire. vampire, (laughs) Whereas like, I don't eat sweets until after dark because it doesn't go well for me time and time again if I eat them during the daytime. Even if they fit into my calories, they tend to sabotage me later in the day. So know the order in which you should eat those foods that make you snacky. Yeah. And, you know, consider eating, if you're eating things that are, you know, triggering you to feel snacky, consider eating things that are, you know, higher in protein and fiber, things that that we would, you know, I hate to use the term real food, but, you know, sort of real food as opposed to just, you know, your chips, cake, uh, you know, I don't need to keep naming snacky <laughs> foods, but um, things that are actually uh, more of like a meal rather than a snack. Yeah. And Donald, thanks for talking about our pal protein, because I'm going to talk about it now. So the next question might be, you might be wondering, uh, and, and this is what it is, are you getting enough protein? Now, I am not saying eating enough protein based on people on the internet who are like, well, take your body weight and divide it by whatever and the number of days or whatever and eat, you know, 9,000 grams of protein a day. I'm not talking about that. Uh, I don't prescribe to macros, though it might work for you. That's super great. Yeah. Um, but generally, I feel more satisfied if I eat protein as sort of the the co-star along with vegetables. So whether that is eating something that might not traditionally be breakfast, like, oh, but Catherine, I have to eat waffles for breakfast. Right. You might be saying. <laughs> but right. uh, somebody in Walt actually makes a priority of having salmon with vegetables for breakfast. How international. Yeah. Uh, she's actually in Canada, so that kind of counts as being international. It is for, for me. us. For me. <laughs> if you live in Canada, it's just national. It's just but national. If, you, if you live somewhere else, it is international. But really getting rid of those, this is a breakfast food, this is a lunch food sort of idea, um, prioritizing protein, Again, not saying having a specific kind, but really thinking, are you eating it? Uh, Someone in Molt also talked about adding protein powder in the morning to their food, but maybe the powder 
isn't enough volume. Maybe it's not as satisfying as actually adding a, uh, a whole protein uh, like salmon or chicken or tofu or veggie burgers. Uh, I could just keep naming proteins. Yeah. And, and think about, you know, think about this. We mentioned it in the last episode. Think about it as a little bit of a science experiment yeah. for yourself. Try eating some higher protein foods and see if you actually do feel full longer, which is, you know, what I did and what happens to me. So if I eat, you know, I know it's a much maligned food, but if I eat some cottage cheese, if I have like a, you know, a small amount of cottage cheese. Maligned food. <laughs> like you need to be on the cottage cheese defense council. Yeah, a lot of people dislike cottage cheese. But, you like know, me. if I eat cottage cheese or Greek yogurt or something like that, it, it, it makes me feel much fuller longer than if I eat the same amount of something else that's sugary, you know, uh, for example. Well, and guess what? If you take that Greek yogurt, delicious, high protein, and then pump up the volume by adding a, a cup of blueberries or something, suddenly you've got twice the volume. Yeah. Very low calorie addition, and it's super satisfying and delicious instead of sad. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I the, the Greek yogurt I eat, it's a it's a pretty sizable amount. It's like five and a half ounces for like 110 calories, and it really keeps me satisfied for a while. Yeah. So again, don't get obsessive about it, but just look at what you're eating. Could I add some more protein? Just ask yourself that, and then do that, and do it. You know, do it gradually. Don't feel like suddenly you've got to hit some metric that the internet tells you to hit. Just uh, eat a little bit more than you're eating right now. Absolutely. And so the next question to ask yourself is: Are you eating foods that you actually like, or are you eating foods that you consider to be diet foods that mm -hmm. are unsatisfying? I did that for twenty years. Yeah, me if too. If I just eat. The cabbage soup, if I eat the Weight Watcher soup, if I eat the 100-calorie things, it, I thought they would just because they said diet or low-cal that they would magically make the fat melt away. Yeah, and, and I would do this thing, and I know Catherine would do this thing, and by thing, I mean, <laughs> you know— we get the the container of hundred calorie packs oh of gosh. you know of whatever Oreos or whatever, and eat one of them and wouldn't feel that satisfied, and then eat two because yeah. they're only a hundred calorie yeah, packs, and then you know three, and then four, and before you know it, you've had four hundred calories of this pretty unsatisfying. Oh treat that is like a diet food and you could have just had 400 calories worth of or even 200 calories worth of the actual like you know quote-unquote real treat and been really satisfied by it well and to you know just tying that in of the 400 calories i could have had a stouffer's french bread pizza for 400 calories instead of those tiny you know pennywise pound foolish which is another episode now you're gonna have to talk about <laughs> um of just the low calorie snacks i could have had something that i actually really wanted and i think for so long i felt like you know almost as penance for overeating for so long that what i needed to do was eat food that showed the austerity of and the seriousness of me wanting to lose weight like if i just ate lettuce without any dressing that it would you know that the you know the higher powers would see that i really meant to be serious right. about right. the weight loss fairy would grant you your wish because they could tell that you were the most sincere pumpkin patch in it, the world or exactly. whatever it is. but you know i remember i was probably in second grade Someone telling me about, you know, like, well, celery has negative calories and it, you know, basically just burns. And I didn't like celery. 
I don't like, I never like celery. I'm like, well, if only I loved celery, that would be the one weird trick. It wouldn't be my emotional and secret eating and binge eating. That's not the issue that I have. What I have is a celery problem. So here's something I see. We plan in the morning the diet foods we're going to eat. I'm going to have the lean cuisine and I'm going to have two slices of apple and I'm going to, you know, stick to this, this austerity plan. And then they order food in for lunch at work and then you don't eat your frozen food and then you go overboard and double eat the, you know, forbidden food that you hadn't planned on. Right. If we feel like we are punishing ourselves with sad food, we're not going to want to stick to our plan. Now, sure, not every meal has to be a total party and excitement. If you keep repeating that, I'm going to eat these diet foods and I'm going to stick to my plan 100% and then you revenge eat later because you're unsatisfied, that's not a long-term solution. Yeah. And then a couple of other things, uh, just pieces of advice that I learned that I think have been really helpful to me is I would do this thing all the time where I would say to myself, I have to have variety. Yeah. So, you know, I genuinely really like cauliflower. I know that's not everybody's thing. And I'm just sort of okay on broccoli. But I would sort of like do this thing where I would I would switch back and forth between broccoli and cauliflower as like a side dish. And then like the days where I was going to eat broccoli, I was like, oh, man, I don't actually feel like this. And so I decided it's okay just to eat the cauliflower or the or whatever vegetable that you find that you like um, rather than having to switch back and forth all the time. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I, I know some, uh, you know diet plans where they're like, we'll give you 30 days of meals and no repeats. That's a lot of annoying food to prep. Right. I do a lot better if I have some a few consistent things, like two or three choices for breakfast, lunch, and then maybe a little bit more variety for dinner. So really look at it. Are you setting yourself up for failure by choosing foods you don't actually want to eat? How can you integrate them? We've done, uh, you know, <laughs> over 200 episodes, we've talked about it, about, you know, really pairing certain things at certain times and making it fit into your plan. There are certain things I am not able to moderate at home that Donald is. And so I plan for them outside of the house on special occasions. It feels so empowering to get to the point where you can design your needs and your plans in a way that's like, oh, this actually works and I feel good about it instead of I need to punish myself then. And the other thing that I would suggest in this realm is really ask yourself, you know, when you're looking at these foods, even when we're talking about things like yogurt or cottage cheese, ask yourself whether or not the the 0% fat version is going to satisfy yeah. you as much as the full fat version and whether the additional calories of the full fat version are actually worth it. Like there are some things like cottage cheese, like I eat the full 4% version of it because it tastes dramatically better to me than the 2% or the fat-free and the calories are just marginally higher. But then Greek yogurt, I I like the 0% almost as much as the full fat version. And so I, I make that trade-off. So really like ask yourself whether you're just going to be sad yeah. eating the lower fat version of whatever it is or the extra diet version rather than just eating maybe a little less of the full fat version or just eating the full fat version. Well, and you know what? Speaking of which, the, the contrary is true. Maybe we've got a five episode thing we can do on this. <laughs> is it, guess what? Baked lays are like 
20 calories less yeah. than the full. Like, what is happening, America? Just because it says baked doesn't mean it's suddenly delicious. I know. And and the other one is the organic, like, Cheetos and those things. Like, they're actually slightly more calories yeah. than and, – and I think that people think that they're lower calorie for some reason because they come in like a slightly smaller bag. And, you know, for me, it's just like – just eat the regular one. I wonder if we'll get popular enough ever that like giant companies like Lay's will come and have a cease and desist for breaking open their big secrets. Yeah, maybe. Although, in fairness, I eat Lay's products yeah. nearly daily. <laughs> yeah, and I don't because Donald uh, is a – able to moderate more effectively than I am, but that is okay. We're on our own paths and I celebrate Donald's ability to moderate. Well, thank you. And I know that that's not exactly what we're talking about with this particular question, but this is another example of, you know, you need to figure out what works for you. And we're trying to give you the examples and tools so that you, dear listener, can figure out what is actually going to work best for you. I can eat a like 150 calorie like tiny snack size bag of Doritos or something and then move on and be fine and Catherine has found that she can't really do that like it triggers her to keep going and so you know everybody is different we live in the same household we've both used very similar methods to to achieve our weight loss and fitness goals but we don't do the same plans yep and it doesn't mean either of us are broken right or both of us are broken. broken I don't know one of the two So the last question to ask yourself is, what is happening emotionally when you go off track of what you had planned to eat, whether it's a snack or a meal or whatever? What is happening? I didn't realize that emotions played any role in my food choices for for 40 years. Oh, my goodness. I know. And in hindsight, it seems so obvious now that I was, you know, letting my emotions rule my food choices, doing that thing of like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm going to eat to make myself feel a little better about it. Yeah. And we act surprised when things don't go 100% according to plan, yeah. whether it's a disruption at work or on the weekend, like we have we have done all the, listen to all the episodes over again, so we don't have to <laughs> list them all. But when I'm feeling stressed out, maybe I make an impulsive food choice. When I'm annoyed that our daughter didn't eat her pizza crust, because there are starving people in pizza crust land that would love to have pizza crust. Yeah. There are so many reasons I would overeat, and I acted like a victim in all of them. So when you feel the impulse to go off track, stop for a second and just ask yourself, what are you feeling right now? What are you trying to avoid? Because so many times I would just jump in into food to stop a feeling that I was happening. Yeah. That didn't really work for me. It never was the reward that I hoped it would be, and it would end in regret. Now, we're not saying we shouldn't plan for snacks. We've already talked about that. But really think about why you're going off track. When we stop and understand that emotions play a huge role in all this, I thought I had a recipe problem. I thought I had a calorie problem. I thought I had a motivation problem. That wasn't the issue. It was understanding that I was responsible for my emotions. That's where the real change came. And, you know, one of the keys to me to be able to hit my goal weight and maintain it has been understanding when I was using my emotional state as an excuse. And there were so many times where I would say to myself, I'm so angry. I need a treat right now. I'm so sad. I need a treat right now. And 
what I was really doing was just giving myself permission to indulge in food. And once I realized that I was lying to myself about my real motivations for actually eating what I was about to eat, it was a real eye-opening step towards not doing it anymore. Yeah. You know, there's a meme from 30 Rock with Tracy Morgan And he goes, sabotage, but that's what I do to me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Or whatever it is. But I totally set myself up for failure over and over again by being like, why am I always eating out of revenge after school pickup? Once that happens a hundred times, at some point you understand that you have the opportunity to change that situation. But you might be asking yourself right now, I don't, are you asking myself right I, now? I'm asking, I don't know what you're about to say, but I'm probably asking myself that question right so now. So you might be saying, you have given me eight valuable methods to change my relationship with my food choices. But what do I do? Where do I start? Yeah. Um, And where you might start is at the end, which is the end of this episode. Start at the end? (laughs) Uh (laughs) Is with the tiny habits swarm of behaviors. Oh, yeah. See, I'm a tiny habits certified coach. And in episode 212 of We Only Look Thin, we talked about the swarm of behaviors and ways that we can empower ourselves to look at our circumstances and come up with potential solutions to help us toward our goals. So you can go back to that episode to hear in depth about the swarm of behaviors. But in relationship to these last two episodes, you can just take a piece of paper and in the middle, put a little circle or a little cloud, whatever you're capable of doing, and put in what your actual target is. I want to stick to my calorie target. I want to not go over my maintenance calories, whatever that is. And then based on the eight questions that we've asked in the last two episodes, come up with some potential solutions. Look at your current choices and go, you know what? Could I pump up the volume for breakfast? Could I change the order in which I'm eating my food? Go through and come up with maybe five to 10 different potential solutions, not the, I got to get all the snacks out of the house forever or whatever, but how could you engineer your day, design your day to better accomplish your end calorie goals? And from that, pick one, just pick one thing to change right now yeah, and test it out. Use that scientific approach of, gosh, if I pump up the volume of breakfast, if I add more protein, if I make vegetables the star of the show, try that out for a few days. See how it goes. And if it does work, if it does make you feel more satisfied, amazing. If that wasn't the right choice, if you're still going over your calories, then perhaps try one of the other methods we suggested. Yeah. And, and you know, just keep in mind that whatever thing that you choose does not have to be the thing that you do, that you're, you're not marrying it. You're not, you know, etching it in stone. You don't have to do this thing now for the rest of your life. Right. I still, you know, I'm, I think I'm like six years into this right now. I still try new things all the time to try and improve, to try and refine. And I have to sometimes remember that things that worked for me three or four years ago are not working for me now, and I need to do something different now. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that looking at your season, again, that could be a literal season, that could be a week, that could be a time of day, really 
knowing that we're not the same people every day and our calorie needs aren't the same every day, time of month, all that jazz. And it empowers us to be more nimble. And I'm not saying that every single time Donald and I need to make a choice in life, okay, get out of swarm of behaviors, break out your toolbox. (laughs) Um, I I never watched Bob the Builder, but I think they were like, get a toolbox. What tool? Sure. I mean, it must have something to do with toolboxes. Probably. Uh, But look at your options in your mind palace, let's say, and just go like, oh, yeah, you know what? I noticed that I haven't had a salad in a week. Maybe I need to, you know, factor that in. Maybe I can move my snacks around and start really being a champion of your choices instead of going, well, nothing works for me. See, everybody else has it easier and better than me. Take these tools and know that you have the option to have a growth mindset about all of this. Also, I'm not saying... I don't want you to be like, I never have to listen to We Only Look Thin again. I'm fixed. I've got all the questions I need. <laughs> right. I've got, I put them on an index card. I don't need this anymore. We still need support. We still need to step away and get support from others. And that is why we have Wolt Place. We Only Look Thin Place, an accountability and support group for women. Yeah. And like I said, this whole topic came up from a question in the group. And I think it really helps me to solidify my perspective on things to go through questions like this and really help others come up with solutions. Because just because we learned something once doesn't mean we don't need continued exposure to it. I know I've said this before, but we've come up with a podcast and a support group to help remind us yeah. of what our goals are and what our habits are and to passive aggressively support one another and being like, well, have you uh, really considered your protein right now? I know it's kind of, <laughs> you know, if we can't hold one another accountable, what can we do? What I don't can know. we do indeed? Yeah. But I mean, you know, Catherine's not really kidding. Yeah, like, I know we, I sound like it, but I'm we, we, you know, part of the reason we do this podcast and that we, you know, started the support group was to keep ourselves in check. And we're not suggesting you start your own podcast or support group, but you can, you know, join our support group because it, we constantly need reminders of, of what to do. And look, I forget what I said in last week's episode, you know, so I have to, you know, replay these things. Oftentimes when I'm listening to them back for editing purposes, I'll say, oh, yeah, that was a good thing that that we said. And I constantly have to re-remind myself of all of these principles. And, you know, getting back to the, the subject matter, one of the reasons that we're asking you to ask these eight questions of yourself is that once you know where you're struggling, yeah. that's when you can begin to design methods of change and you can nice start to. Job. <laughs> good. That's a good... No, really. I was like, what is he going to say? I shouldn't do that. I know they say, like, listening is important, but, um, you know. All those experts say, listen to your partner. Roll your eyes as you say, listening. I don't want to do that. But no, I mean, that's a great point. It's once we have greater self knowledge, we have more empowerment over ourselves. And it feels so much better to know that we can make changes and not say we're too old, we're too set in our ways. It feels really good at this age to know that there are other choices out there. And all of this is is just about making it easier to do the thing that you want to do. It doesn't mean that we're broken. It doesn't mean that, oh gosh, I can't adhere to this program. See, I was right. There's no room for me to make changes. We 
we can take small steps to make gradual changes that have long-term changes. And spoiler alert, uh, we had come up with this episode because of something that was mentioned in Walt Place. Yeah. And guess what? The dear member actually made a couple of small changes and had a week of weight loss that she hadn't had in months. And so just making small tweaks, it yeah. feels really good to know. And I'm not saying like one week and then suddenly everything is fixed forever. But knowing that that small change actually worked, just it's so it feels so good to know that we can help others make small changes. And it reminds us that we can make changes, too. Yeah. And, and you know, you can help yourself and we can help ourselves. And realizing that, you know, I used to have this tendency over and over again to tell myself, I've tried everything like there's nothing else I can do when really I was just fooling myself. And, you know, I am more capable of problem solving than I realized. And you are, I'm sure, more capable of problem solving than you realize. Yeah. Once you know stuff, it is like, oh, okay, well, the change it comes and starts with me. So, um, so Please know that we're here to support you. Uh, we so appreciate you listening to our podcast. Uh, Donald usually does this part, so maybe I should leave it to him. I'm like, what does he even say? Because I think I'm just trying to come up with some quippy finale. I say something along the lines of, thank you so there much you for go. listening. We are grateful for each and every one of you. I'm just staring and- off. I'm just thinking about <laughs> I pl- was just Pluto enjoying- still being a planet. I, I was enjoying watching you uh, try, and, try and figure it out. Um, she you're, thinks she can do my job. You're capable of problem solving. I'm sure you're capable of... Uh, of wrapping up the show. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And uh, all of our episodes are available wherever you found this one. And anytime, 24 hours a day, seven or eight days a week, however many days are in a week on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Oh boy, it feels so much better to be in this position. And (laughs) if you are at our website, man, oh, such relief. Back into structure. I don't deal well with with, uh, random asides. Uh, If you're at our website, click on the link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place, our accountability and support group for women. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for accountability and support. We have people doing Noom. We've got people doing macro counting, weight watchers, calorie counting, intuitive eating, all the different things. We are not here to judge. We're here to support and to share information. Uh, There are two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wool Place is right for you. Absolutely. And you know, Catherine didn't mention it, and I don't know if we talk about it enough, but one of the things that I think people don't realize is when you are a member of the group, you can get on Zoom calls. Like you do several Zoom you know, Zooms every week. Yep. And you can directly interact with Catherine, ask questions, you know, essentially face to face, and then also get feedback from other members who have been going through the same things that you are. And I think that that's just invaluable and really worth checking out. Yep. We have people in maintenance. We have people just starting out their weight loss journey ventures. So there is just an amazing spectrum of women in the group. And everyone is so understanding and kind. This isn't a like tough love throw rotten garbage yeah. uh, space. I don't know if you've gotten that so far, but we're all about the the fun and the uh, the connections and just supporting each other. Yeah, it's not the it's not some boot camp where we scream at you over a Zoom camera yeah. for uh, for thirty minutes. 
Uh, but if you would like someone to scream at you over a Zoom camera, you can interact. I don't know what that means. You have to pay extra for me to yell at you. That's an added premium. That's right. Uh, you, but we will scream at you over social media if you would like. You can interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And you could even send us an email in all capital letters if you would like to yell at us that way uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We welcome your questions, your suggestions, your compliments, all of it. And uh, we have uh, one of those email box devices in which we will eventually use to uh, respond to you. Yep. Uh, and what is our email address? We only look thin we at gmail. We only look thin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and just simply adore everything that we talk about oh, and yeah. think we're charming and, why wouldn't and you? friendly, yeah. uh, you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it make us feel good to know that we are making your lives better, but it also helps others find our podcast when they are looking for inspirational uh, podcasts like ours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say something else and forgot, so it ended up sounding like that. But what are you going to do? I, I If you're still listening, it. you get the premium content. So. I enjoyed it very much. And uh, if you could do us a favor and just tell somebody about the show, word of mouth is one of the best ways in which news of our show spreads. And it's a great way to grow the show. So if you know somebody that you think might enjoy it or if uh, something similar comes up in conversation, recommend us. We would be grateful. Yep. So if you, after listening to this, still don't know the difference between the movies Philadelphia Story and High Society and Bob the Builder, <laughs> just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.